0: Hello,
1: and welcome to Three Association,
0: a podcast about compassionate, contemplative, evocative supervision for spiritual
1: directors, created by supervisors trained in the Together in the Mystery Model. I'm Tara Owens. And I'm Maria Tattoo Bowen.
0: We're glad you're here.
1: Now let's listen in on today's Three Association conversation. Terry, we're so happy to have you with us today. Terry was in our very first Together in the Mystery cohort like 15 years or so ago. And I've taught with her over the years, various times. And Terry, you just have a lot of wisdom to bring on this topic of self supervision. And I wonder whether you might just want to introduce yourself
2: to our audience. It is lovely to be here, and yes, it's been about 15 years since I began the supervision journey with you and Rebecca. I'm Terry Christensen. I'm a spiritual director and supervisor and live in southwestern part of Oregon in a rural area with my husband, and I've been a spiritual director for a little over 20 years and supervising for about 14. I currently do both spiritual direction and supervision pretty equally. Work with several schools of formation for spiritual directors and supervisors, mentoring on the other people on the journey. So I have retired from my formal work in education three years ago, and uh, I've been growing into a new rhythm of uh, life doing retreats and spiritual direction and supervision. So it's been lovely to be in this new chapter mm-hmm. in this contemplative work. Yeah, mm-hmm. lovely yeah. to be. Yeah.
0: So glad to have you, Terry. Thank <laughs> you. As Maria mentioned, we're going to be talking about self-supervision today, and we start with a free association. So I'm wondering for you, Terry, what comes up when you hear the term self-supervision?
2: Self-supervision. For many years, I really took that self part as the important piece that I was going to self-supervise my whole session with someone. And I have to say, in the last few years, I've come to see it as a team meeting. You know, for years a <laughs> team meeting. So now I see this as a team meeting with God. that We're doing the self-supervision together. Yeah.
1: Mm, I love that. How about you, Maria? Well, it's interesting. I was walking this morning thinking about self-supervision and I realized that when I first had that sense, it was like this very serious, okay, I'm going to keep myself together. I'm going to see what I'm doing right and wrong and those kinds of things. And now at this point, I think I'm 40 years into my spiritual direction offering at this point. And now I, it just feels really easeful. Like it feels like kind of a free association itself. I do a lot of mind mapping in the context of prayer or in the context of nature and just imagining the different mind maps and just really praying about what is God asking of me that I might better serve my directees and supervisees? What shall I be praying with, and taking to my own supervisor. Mm. Mara, how about you?
0: I It may just be the season of life that I'm in with parenting. I have a young child. And the thing that came up today, as I just thought about the term self-supervision in any context, is the concern I have with as a parent when there's a toddler self-supervising.
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> there's no sense
0: that Oh, dear. Some unexpected things might happen if you allow a toddler to self-supervise that sort of and and that sense sometimes that children and adults, frankly, have when they think they have a certain capacity and are acting in that self-supervisory way and and they maybe don't. Things get a little creative. But when I think about it, when I think about self-supervision, side of that sort of like Oh my goodness, feeling as a parent <laughs> when I apply it to my practice. Like both of you, that I like that term easeful. But also to to bring the childlike thread back in, it's playful. The places that feel heavy in me get to come out and play if they want to with mm-hmm. God. And and there may be some things that I'm able to see. Maybe some things that I'm realizing, oh, I don't know here, but it takes it out of the out of the unknown or the thing that's sort of lodged in my soul or in the back of my mind and into a safe space of examination.
1: Yeah. And certainly self-supervision can be in and of itself, you and God speaking about it, but it can also be one moment in the preparation for going to visit our supervisors. And Terry, I wonder what you would like to, how you'd like to start us off in talking about that whole notion of self-supervision.
2: I loved what you said, Tara, about it it being the safe place. I think I've come to see it as that a longing for it sometimes and the different creative ways it can happen. I think for me, self-supervision begins when the session's over. And I have come lately to the first when a session is over to check in with my body and to just what do I need? What do I need to write down some things? Do I need to have some silence? Do I need to go for a walk? Do I need to take a break? If I'm listening um, and thinking, oh my gosh, it's been an hour. I need a break. I'm really listening for what kind of break I need. And what would be the most helpful way? What would be the best soil to cultivate here to be able to self-supervise in a more attentive, embodied way? So depending on where that goes, if I go out for a walk or often just get my hands in the garden, I find getting into the ground is often a great image for me to Also consider the soil of the session, but I think for me coming back, um, opening with something that is is non-linear, whether it's a poem, whether it's a piece of music, whether it's a piece of art or an image that's been capturing my attention lately, and just spend some time there, just in that pause, just as a way to, in not quite so analytically and probably more compassionately, I have to way, I have to have a concrete way to remember that I am held compassionately in this work, and that it's creative work, and there's quite often an image or a song or a word from scripture that will really just inform the thread of because I think my natural tendency is to want to go to the analytical judging. What did I say? What did they say? Was I feeling? What were they feeling? Where's this going? And wanting to figure it out on my own. So I realize I don't need to cultivate that in myself. It's going to come naturally. It just feels like a way to sort of cultivate it with a compassionate, creative partnering with God to begin with God and not me. So I, that beginning piece of spaciousness of what do I need and then bringing in some sort of image or song or scripture or poem. And then lately I've been moving into the exam and I think over the years I've had different ways of starting self-supervision and lately it really is that act of the presence and really desiring to look at that session in a certain light and looking for the places where I'm free and I'm free. What are we noticing together about this session? So yeah, I follow that examine model, really desiring to do this together, to look at this session together, not just me.
1: Yeah. I mean, one thing I'm really hearing, Terry, is how what a an exercise in self-care mm-hmm. and love that mm-hmm. is and compassion for yourself as you do that that's such a strikes me as a wildly different way mm-hmm. of self-supervising than what sometimes new directors do which is what did I do wrong here? And how am I going to fix it? I just that resonance that you have with the poetry with the hands in the earth with the Mm -hmm. songs, it just feels very much like you're letting yourself be held in that Mm -hmm. space of
2: wisdom and love. Yeah, I feel like that's been God's good grace to help me in the practice of self-supervision.
0: Yeah. 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 And I, I notice even as I'm attending to you describing your self-supervisory process, that it's bringing up some self-awareness in me because I'm naturally drawn to the creative. Um, I, I recently realized part of the reason that in my outside the direction supervision space, I don't much with abstract art Mm -hmm. is because my whole day all the do- all the things that i'm doing with people is abstract art and for me the process of self supervision actually coming into it with a little bit more of an analytical frame huh. is helpful for me it is mm-hmm. restful for me and i just hear just you describing your process terry just it this awareness came up in me of oh that's why i go to structure first when I'm moving into that self-supervisory and into the road to supervision with a supervisor space is because that space is my natural place that I am existing. And to give myself a little bit of a rest from that is to have a little bit more of an analytical start. It doesn't mean it stays there. It doesn't mean that I'm aiming at a right, wrong or anything, but it, it provides some um, sure to mm-hmm. what sort of sometimes is such intuitive work for me um, yeah. that it helps me concretize it in a way that um, is just part of the process. But I'm just really appreciating like how you describing that brought up that self-awareness in me, but recognizing that coming into the process of self-supervision is an explore. It's an exercise in self-awareness of where we are as directors and supervisors and the seasons we're in. And and
1: yeah,
0: I just really appreciate
1: it. Yeah. I'm also just was thinking, Tara, when you were talking about how the different developmental stages of becoming a director and what's needed then too, because some of the stuff that that terry and i were describing are maybe stuff that that happens later when we have more experience and thinking about a student's Mm -hmm. work needing to be excessively concrete sometimes to so they have very strong prompts about things and then think and i loved her what you said about and i'm right there with you art we are in that flow abstract flow of art all day Mm -hmm. so what does it take to minister to ourselves around that, and if it takes mm-hmm. some pulling in and some concretizing first, thanks be
2: to God, we know to mm-hmm. do that, right?
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I love the idea that there's this balancing that's happening. Mm-hmm. I, I have found over the years, I don't really need to cultivate the analytical side of myself so much. It will naturally go there, but that there with the experience of years how that that sort of self balances itself a bit. Yeah. And I've been exploring this idea lately of this healthy tension when we think about tension and we don't want tension and I've just really been spending time with everything creates some sort of tension. Anytime we show up for anything, there's some sort of tension around that. So what is the healthy tension? What is that image of the guitar? Something too tight is going to not play well and something too loose is not going to play well. So what is that healthy tension? And and I bring that to this place of self-supervision. It is that first question. What is needed here? Yeah. 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 Sometimes it is that I will take that dialogue form and just feel like I need to get it down. That feels like what really needs to happen strongly. Yeah. Thank you, Tara. That's a wonderful insight. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> Given different seasons and times. Yeah. I'm also thinking of
1: personalities. I'm, a, I'm assuming the three of us are all pretty in, intuitive on, say, the Myers-Briggs kind of way. And I've had some experience supervising people who are very much on the sensate side of things. And it's different. The way they self-supervise is different. What they bring, their forms look very different often if they're bringing in forms. And I would imagine that using the experience circle to get below the interpretive and into some of that feeling or imagination, things like that, body, body, could be very useful if you live in a, in a sensate kind of a way in the
0: world. I love how we're cultivating together this garden in its diversity to come back to your image, Terry, of the various sort of modes of self-supervision and the ways of coming into it. But I'm wondering, and I'm laughing at myself because I'm realizing this is quite a concrete question, but for our listeners, what is... Where does self-supervision happen? What is its purpose? Some people listening may have never heard the term self-supervision in the context of spiritual direction. How would we, what is its purpose and where do we put it? I've heard you name one thing, but Terry, do you have some thoughts about that?
2: What is its purpose? For me, this is a work that I partner with. Um, with God. And as I begin my sessions with a grounding and a remembering of whose work this is, and that God has shown fidelity to me over the many years in this work and remembering who the focus is and where the focus is and beginning the time that way. The self-supervision piece after the session feels a bit like the book ending of that. I find that's a time where I am Regrounding, if I've become ungrounded, <laughs> remembering, looking at together that while this is work I do, it's work I do in partnership. And I've always loved a quote by Thomas Merton that says, there, there is a need in the world for something I can provide, and that there is a need for me to provide it. True, someone else can do it. God does not need me, but I feel God is asking me to provide it and i feel it brings god pleasure that we do it together and mm. i just love for me that that growing garden of self supervision is a reverence for the work and a reverence for that we do it together and i am curious how I'm showing up in the sessions and how God's showing up in the sessions. Um, a variety of ways to do that. Sometimes I will have just some questions that draw me and see if there's one that just has particular resonance after a, a session or even looking at a season of time of working with people. So I don't know how concrete that is. I to <laughs> me, it's about the, it is. It's a reverence for who I do the work with. So self supervision is really about bringing this partnership and a curiosity around uh, what's going on there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's the spirit up to? Yeah, yeah. And is there something that's clinging, or something that I want to celebrate, or something that's troubling, or something that's resolving that feels like it needs more attention with? that I would bring to to my own supervision, Mm -hmm. you know, is sort of the the final question. Is there more here? There's the more and is there more?
1: (laughs) So it sounds like what you're saying, Terry, then is you're doing this self-supervision regularly after sessions. And then from what you notice in that process, you're deciding, does this then get brought to my supervisor? Because I know there's something I'm not quite clear on here, and that I could use, again, doing it together more. I can bring it yes. to my community, yeah. <laughs> my trinity. Yes. yes. Yeah. Tara, might you want to say some more about the that, that concrete process mm-hmm. that you were alluding to earlier?
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, that I'm recognizing that we're talking to a variety of listeners in a variety of spaces. They're there are people who are perhaps in a training program and people who have practiced for years and but for those who are just beginning in the practice of spiritual direction i think the um even the act of filling out a form in advance of meeting with a supervisor is an act of self supervision it is not a this is my this is the thing i need to do to perform for my class what I think is being invited in formation programs in spiritual direction is that this is a tool to help you develop the skill of self-supervision and also a tool that helps bring things to supervision. But that you know, as you were saying, Terry, that self-supervision act happens after every session. It doesn't have to be hours and hours. <laughs> no. But it is that it is that the honoring of the self in the direction or supervisory space. I'm really struck as we've been talking that the self in self-supervision isn't the do it by yourself it's <laughs> it, yes. it, it, or be directed by yourself. It is the honoring of the self who oh is God. in the direction space. Yeah. I mean, that Often I think directors feel like they have to become invisible in spiritual direction, when in Mm. fact, it's actually being fully yourself on behalf of another. It's not being invisible or less you or
1: disappearing disappearing
0: in any way. Mm. And so the act of self-supervision is actually an honoring of that very self. In the way that you talk about it, I just feel so deeply drawn to the reality that this is an honoring of our directees and supervisees, but it's an honoring of I am beloved and participating and God is acting and this is, this involves me. And so I am checking in and allowing God to speak to me about what the session has for me in a way. And that is a step and it may be the only needed step or it may be the step that leads to another step in terms of the supervisory space.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, I think, you know, with students, too, Tara, it strikes me that there's sometimes an impulse, like to take a bunch of notes about what happened in the session or what, and that's not really self supervision, in my opinion, my Mm -hmm. in my opinion, self supervision is really, we want to be looking at things like, how did the spirit move in this Mm -hmm. session? How did it affect me? How did it affect my directee? Was I able to see it or was I feeling like there wasn't a lot of movement? And if so, I wonder why not? What's mm-hmm. going on there? Or it's also things like does this direct team need more than I can provide? Is there an opportunity for a referral to therapy or to some other modality that could be useful to the person? It's just a kind of a loving check in with. Just the process and my experience of the process. Because if I'm so merged with my directee that I'm not taking that step backward, then I might not see some of that. I might not, it it might not occur to me as an individual in relationship that there's something that's actually needed here rather than just being merged, for example. Mm -hmm. But so it's like, it's, I feel like it's a caring for ourselves. In so that we might care better for the other, mm-hmm. and also so that we might really do that humbling, loving act of taking our inner experience of the session into relationship with our supervisors, which is like step two, <laughs> kind <laughs> of on the process. <laughs> yeah.
2: mm-hmm. mm-hmm. mm. Yes. I love that what you said, Tara, about honoring of the self as a different way of looking at that word or that piece of self-supervision. It really does need a renaming, I think, of <laughs> the self-supervision.
0: I like team meeting. Maybe we take <laughs> yeah, the team meeting. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I have to say it's very fruitful. And I, I teach supervisors all the time when they get self-supervision materials, like a otherwise known as a case from, a, from their supervisee, that not to imagine that the process stopped because that's just a moment in time of this self-reflection. And we can pull, as supervisors, we can pull people back to something that's already in the past for them yes. if we don't realize that this is just the flow of relationship and that will continue after they've written those materials. And not infrequently, like I find new directors will fill out, there's on my forms, there's usually a question about what will you take away from the session? Is there any invitation here for you? And sometimes they don't really realize, a new director doesn't really realize that's actually after you meet with your supervisor. And (laughs) so they'll fill it out before they send it in to me. And I'll look at it and I'll think, wow, they've gotten so much out of this already (laughs) just by praying through these prompts. And I love you
0: brought up that word, which we've been talking about the whole time, that this is a process of prayer. Yes. That self-supervision itself is a process of prayer. And that there are all sorts of ways to do that as we step through, whether it's with forms or with a certain type of reflection, but that this is a, this is prayerful. It, it is this opportunity for connection and vulnerability. Because I think that's the other thing that self-supervision brings out in me is as Maria, you were talking about, does this person need more? Like the willingness to put everything in this direction or supervision relationship on the table, yeah, and to not be clinging to it in any way, or to notice that I'm, oh, I'm really reluctant to. I put that am one clinging one to it. There's something I'm clinging to there. There's something, and to not be harsh in self-judgment about that. To again, that ground of compassion, but that that everything is on the table, and that's great. Yeah, and that is a process of freedom for me as a director or supervisor. Allowing freedom for my directee or my supervisee, that this is a process of open handedness yeah. with everything. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah.
2: I also notice if I go through a period of time where I'm not doing the self-supervision, what that feels like. And that's probably been the best teacher for how things begin to feel stale and rote and even a little more distant. So I've I've come to appreciate that piece of it over the years. And what you said, Maria, about that moment in time, I do love that, that it, it is of a piece and how it can even shift by the time I meet with my supervisor and where that can go. So there's a lovely creativity that also happens in that.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. And up to what
1: Tara was saying about you kind of the vulnerability of putting it all on the table. Also, it strikes me, I think a lot of, in an Ignatian way about supervision and how it's just, it's an act of generosity and on the, behalf of our, the people in our ministries. It's, we're being generous in our honest look at our experience. Mm-hmm. And also what you said, Terry, about the examine. I mean, for me, the whole thing really is the examine. It really just is the examine. And you can do it in any number of ways. But the most important thing is how is God's Spirit moving mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what's consoling and what's desolating and then reflecting on that it's, it can be very you know, it's funny because I see new directors where they have all their forms and we go through everything in the dialogue and that's really important and I see other directors who might have a lot of experience who do what you do Terry and your self-supervision and they just might bring an image from their walk <laughs> that that speaks into that session and then we can just be with that so it's so, I love how, what a wide range we have in supervision so that when students graduating from programs and hearing you have to stay in supervision, that doesn't mean you have to fill out verbatims forever. It doesn't mean you have to fill out six pages of contemplative reflection, mm-hmm. but you do have to have somebody you can walk with in mm-hmm. through this process that support you and your ministry and let yourself be supported by your own self supervision by god and by your supervisor and your director yes. can't do this any other way i can't do this any other way
2: yeah yes yeah, I noticed too in self-supervision, it will also surface those things. What was the process like in the session? And also, is this something to bring to my supervisor? And is this something for my own personal prayer, or my own spiritual direction? And so sometimes those things will surface where there is a sorting out that happens that's beneficial too. Absolutely.
1: Terry, I wonder if you might like to share with us a time
2: when supervision has been transformative for you. I would. One that comes to mind for me is I had been with the directee for a long time and he passed away. Mm -hmm. And to be able to go to supervision and grieve that his life to grieve our relationship, um, where he was headed, what sort of growth happened in our years together, there really was no other place for me to be able to process that, my own grief and the care with which my supervisor it really it went over several sessions. It was a pretty important moment for me. just the care and the holding that she did and the encouragement and just being able to listen to what that was like because it's a very different type of relationship. And a lot of questions came up and to be able to process that process that unique grief with a capable supervisor, I am, were ever grateful for really was transformative for me to go through that process with her and uh, yes so that was a powerful moment of supervision where I realized after there really was no other place where I couldn't process that in such a, a vulnerable open way yeah. that really did make a difference in how I am as a spiritual director and supervisor now wow yeah. Yeah. Sacred ground. Yeah. 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 Thank you for giving me the opportunity to remember that and savor it again. It was a blessed time. Very graced.
1: Yeah. Thank you for sharing it with our listeners too and opening up just another use Mm -hmm. for supervision. We have, there's so many things. Sweet process.
2: What a joy to have you with us, Terry, today. Thank you. It's just been lovely. So much lovely to wander around in the garden with both of you. Oh, yay. Let's
1: wander (laughs) around in the garden together. I could use a little of that myself.
2: Alrighty. Thank you very much. Take good care. Okay.
1: Thanks for joining us for today's three association conversations.
0: This and every 3Association episode can be found at threeassociation.com, on SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcast feed.
1: We appreciate you being with us. Please feel free to forward this or any 3Association conversation to those who might benefit. Blessings on your life and ministry.